Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and one of the last episodes that we have planned for 2023. Uh, what a year it's been. We've broken many of our own personal records and uh, it's been uh, it's been an incredibly fun year uh, chatting Star Wars with friends and uh, you know here we are at the end of it and uh, prepared to go into 2024. So this week we have uh, our very esteemed co-host Blake and uh, Kirk and uh, you know we got uh, you as an audience. And we're good to go. So let's dive into the future of Star Wars, what's coming out in 2024, and so much more. Let's get into it. Another happy landing. Dangerous times. At least, that's what I hear. The Empire? They're everywhere. But the world here... belongs to the Syndicates. If I want to survive, I have to play their game. Looks like I'm all in. She's in here somewhere. On second thought, I'm out. There she is. My whole life. And now, I just need a chance to finally be free. Wherever that takes me. I'm here to offer you a way out, okay? Get off my ship, Jalen. Give me a chance. You're gonna have to trust me. It'll be dangerous, risky. But if you pull this off, You'll never look over your shoulder again. The underworld shows no mercy. But it's a big galaxy out there, and I'm gonna risk it all. Star Wars Outlaws, coming 2024. 
All right. Well, that was uh, Star Wars Outlaws, the trailer coming out from uh, Ubisoft. And uh, welcome back. We got uh, Blake on. Hello, sir. Chut, chut, Josh. Chut, chut. And uh, joining us from a million miles away is our friend Kirk. Welcome back, sir. G'day, all. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Uh, what do you? So, Star Wars Outlaws. I mean, this is a this is a game by Ubisoft, uh, very respectable company. I mean, most notable for the Assassin's Creed franchise and a lot oh, of other yeah. stuff. Uh, will you guys be playing Outer Rim? If I'm going to survive as a Star Wars fan, I'm gonna have to play their game. <laughs> <laughs> I must spend the ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote from the trailer if you didn't notice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Uh Plus so I will buy the expansion pack. <laughs> right? Yeah. I Stop. will buy every expansion. <laughs> so meta this game is set between the events of empire strikes back and return of the jedi um outlaw scoundrel k vest portrayed by humberly gonzalez and her companion nix portrayed by d bradley baker attempt one of the biggest heists in the the outer rim has ever seen in a journey across several planets including familiar ones like tatooine kajimi and akiva and never before seen ones as well like the moon of Tashara, which is inspired by the landscape on the uh, Tanzania savanna. So uh, that was a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> In other words, not going to be situated on Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. I hope not. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, writers for this game, and um, you know, they they they've got a good set of writers, good set of directors. They got uh, two of each, and uh, this game is supposed to come out in 2024. There's no there's no specific date yet. What's the deal with it though? Is it RPG or an adventure game, or what is this? So it's a single player third person action adventure game set in the Star Wars universe, set in an open world, and uh, the game will feature stealth and open combat, vehicle combat, space combat, and branching dialogue. Okay. So branching dialogue, I assume you kind of choose what to say right yeah okay almost like cyberpunk i guess a little Maybe. bit well, that's more role-playing i feel I was like, yeah. like right mass effect or like kotor baldur's gate there is kind of a role-play-ish aspect to it though i think i think it's kind of not inspired by the jedi series because uh, those are done by ea um and you know good good series of games but um you know this is this is the first time that we're getting a star wars non-ea game and yeah. it's because the license the exclusivity license to ea expires the end of this year oh interesting so they're allowed to start development before the license expires i believe so oh that's interesting yeah which is interesting so you think that they'll renew the license with (laughs) ea after uh after this i guess they can't considering this game's well i like i think they will it'll just be a different license like it'll probably just be because like everyone wants a third jedi survivor game right you know uh and uh, or whatever they 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 end up calling it jedi wars franchise at the last (laughs) yeah i'm gonna call it jedi fate from now on (laughs) i feel like that's a good title is it the next one that's what your theory no it's just i'm just throwing it out there i think they should call it jedi fate okay yeah jedi fallen order jedi survivor jedi fate I feel like it's a good ending ending game jedi fallen survivor jedi jedi fallen jedi <laughs> jedi, fallen <survivor. laughs> uh, jedi survive yeah. the fallen yeah uh i'll be playing this i'll be playing this but th- this comes out next year so we got something to look forward to there skeleton crew what do you think of skeleton crew that one is that was celebration there stuff right they're talking about it yeah they brought out the cast jude law jude law That's thank right. you yeah. yeah yeah so uh sherlock holmes the movie is not the show uh jude law so uh Plays, yeah, plays Watson if anyone's wondering. Yeah, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen those Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies, Guy Ritchie films, mm-hmm. those ones. Yeah. So, uh, just Skeleton Crew. What do you think of that? Was it? He was also in Captain Marvel recently, like the first one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he played Captain Marvel. <laughs> 
Is that actually his character name? Yeah, it's actually his character name. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) I think this show has good potential. Uh, Like, if they do it, it's kind of similar to maybe Stranger Things and also the new Ghostbusters, like the Afterlife (laughs) uh, movie that came out a couple years ago. If it has that kind of feeling, because I think both those shows have a predominantly child cast. I I have a lack of better (laughs) description to explain that. So I think if it can can go well, but what what point in the timeline is Skeleton Crew supposed to be? If I'm not mistaken, because uh, I believe I've heard this at Celebration when they were talking about it, but um, I believe it's in among among the same time frame of Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know. They do like that timeline right now. Yeah, I don't know at which point, where, between what seasons or wherever they plan to, you know, pinpoint the story. But um, I, yeah, I know it's for sure in that era after just wait, Return it's gonna of the be, Jedi. It's gonna be like post Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, just just wait. I'm gonna be so, like yeah. so off or whatever for whatever reason. But yeah. the old Republic. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's like the new Republic. Public era, I believe it's been talked about yeah, somewhere. Yeah, nine years after Return of the Jedi, so apparently. So I think you're right. There you go. There you go. So so that would mean that it's like Ahsoka time frame, pretty much. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. it, if they're wanting to release stuff somewhat in order, it makes sense. What if they're all the kids that, like, they're all Force-sensitive, and they're all the kids that, like, Luke trains, and then Ben Solo kills? He just finds them all, all conveniently in one ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Ben Solo's got to kill them all eventually, oh, so. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, be the cliffhanger at the end. I mean, like, what? What do people they think? All just like, die. yeah, they all just die. It's like, uh, it's like I don't know. It, like, I, I'd like to go back in time and just kind of talk to somebody who sort of, you know, it's like seen the original trilogy and they saw the Phantom Menace. They saw this young kid. It's like, okay, that's Darth Vader as a kid. That's weird. And uh, you know, them kind of thinking, like, wait a minute, this is the kid that kills all those Jedi. Like, you kidding me? You know? <laughs> and Are then you an angel. And then yeah, and then and then then again in episode two and he you know becomes kind of badass and then you know but it's like kind of the same train of thought right it's just like wait a minute this is the guy like he's gonna kill everybody here right or he's supposed to uh this is what we've been told he's uh he'll at least betray them all yeah yeah well like i think it was ben kenobi he says to luke like you know darth vader he hunted he helped hunt down and destroy the jedi order like i think that's like a thing that he says like at one point in one of the movies and um and then he says he betrayed and murdered your father so like you know he gives him the idea that it's like hey you know darth vader's a bad dude like but i mean as an audience like we know who he is so it's like you know you just kind of that line obi-wan says is no longer a lot because in the obi-wan series vader says he refers to himself as killing that's one more reason to like the series everybody there's a lot of hate for obi-wan yes. kenobi and like I, I i i get it you know like i get it i get why people didn't like the show it's not my top of the list absolutely not and i definitely think it could have been better though. it's like they, they it's such a, a high bar but it yeah. was a very high bar yeah from the immediate with from a, a fan perspective yeah kirk what what like what do you think is wrong with kenobi well it all started okay I'm <laughs> <laughs> um i think I honestly, from like what I feel is that Kenobi was made during peak COVID and like that's where the problem I guess started. I I don't put as much like like harsh uh, criticism on the creators and I guess Lucasfilm for that show because they they made the show during such a really tough time. And I think the only thing that doesn't make quite as much sense to me is how limited the budget was reportedly compared to some of the other pieces of content that were out during uh, that time. Um, But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like it's a little bit overly 
constantly criticized and there's a lot of really awesome moments in the show but I guess it's not 100% exactly what everyone thought it was going to be but then again like I've spoken to people that really really love it that are more casual Star Wars fans um, and I've spoken to people who really really don't like it that are both casual and, and some more hardcore fans so yeah. yeah you can't please everybody yeah you can never so please true. anybody yeah I think this time they uh, didn't please as many as they hoped <laughs> Yeah. The fan base is grumpy in general. So I think they're <laughs> picky, picky. They're yeah. starting on the back foot, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the problem is, is that when you've got so much content now, um, it kind of like it, it's harder and harder to make new content and not keep that element of mystery, which is like what Star Wars is so great for. So I think uh, I think Liam Neeson's onto something when he keeps talking about how he wishes there wasn't as much new stuff. But then what would there be for us to talk about? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Is that a lead in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So real quick, back to uh, back to skeleton crew. Um, you know, this is uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. It, it is it is set after Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's created and executively produced by John Watts and Christopher Ford. Now, if anyone doesn't know who John Watts is, um, I believe he's the guy who did Spider Man. Is he not? Oh yeah, he is. Which too. one? Uh, the new ones. The, the homecoming. The, the homecoming. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, yeah. Homecoming. No way home. Uh, far. From home, homeward bound. Yeah, homeward bound. <laughs> All those homes. No way home. <laughs> Never Does that going mean home. That we will one hundred percent see Toby Maguire in this uh, <laughs> in this new one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Say again. I said, I said, <laughs> Spider Man, Home Alone, and I cracked myself up. <laughs> A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> I was mentioning, uh, are we going to see Toby Maguire in Skeleton Crew then? Considering, dang, actually, I really, no, it's Tom Holland. Right, Tom Holland is, with, is the is the new. Uh, is the new <laughs> Dude, that would be so sorry. funny if, like, just all the Spider People are in this mo- in this show. Yeah, you never know if he, he gets to cast it, right? I feel like uh, I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, like, you know, two of the two of the three Spider Men you know are, are British. The, like, they could pass for like the, Imperials or something. True. The worst. <laughs> cameo the worst cameo is by far lizzo and jack black so oh yeah worse than that man is uh, it that... even a cameo when they have such prominent characters though it wasn't even just a but their characters like were just a... so yeah. weird you know like it was just it wasn't even like necessarily like it was a weird they... cameo but it was a yeah. weird character on top of a weird cameo right in a well, weird they're story ex- they're also eccentric people aren't they so maybe they were casted for these weird, char- weird characters yeah and in that sense it worked but yeah. like i don't think anyone really like some people really like it and then other people are like whoa like that was just you know i felt like that was a little little too much cameo you know too like meta real world yeah 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 too much so like one of my mainstream. friends was walking past when i was watching this episode and he's a star wars fan and he has not he's not kept up with the mando season three and he said to me he's like oh which snl skit is this like, <laughs> no this is this is this is actually this is actually like real this is jack black and i don't know what are their characters called i don't know man like, yeah, yeah if we got the three spider-man it can't be as bad as that yeah I didn't think about the fact that it definitely could have been an SNL skit. The one guest and then the music, the music artist of the night. It could, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Maybe casting wise. Uh, so something about this show, Skeleton Crew. Um, the first footage was revealed at Celebration Europe and in April 2023. Uh, so you know, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's no official Disney Plus release date, but uh, it is highly speculated that it will come out next year. So you know, but let's fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for sure. But yeah, I'm looking. 
looking forward to it. But uh, it's a coming of age story and uh, maybe slightly for younger viewers. Maybe it won't be as violent. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe uh, people think it's boring. I don't know. Jude Law, you saved uh, Dumbledore. Let's uh, you know, bring it on. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like him as an actor. So yeah. I watch it just for him alone, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Home Alone. Watch it alone. Spider-Man. Home Alone. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Bad Batch season three. Kirk, your favorite show? <laughs> I could not care about this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, this will be the final season for the Bad Batch. Mm. And um, I'm really hoping that they make use of their time <laughs> with however many episodes they decide to throw into the last season. Plus, because if, <coughs> if I recall correctly, last season felt like a lot of filler. Yeah. Okay. It was like my first three Pablo Pudus. Yeah. 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 Kirk. Kirk. Kirk's like he, he just taught. Yeah. So. So he's, he's talking about the one with all the water. The island. Yeah. Pabu. Yeah. So one I remember. Is that, that was yeah. the one where so we right. gave it like three Pablo Pudus. It was <laughs> so bad, man. It was, it was like. Slow. It was Friggin' terrible. With the tsunami or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the worst episode, I think, in <laughs> it's every the only one I remember. <laughs> Dude, I, there's like Star Wars Resistance episodes that are better than that. And I did not like that show at all. <laughs> did you finish it? Resistance? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you finished it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I finished oh, that it. Was, that was like Reluctantly. My, my badge of honor. <laughs> no, no, no. I finished it. Yeah, you I'm... finished what I haven't started. <laughs> it's because you're too busy watching Jedi Younglings, Kirk. Young Jedi yes. Adventures. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you haven't watched it. <laughs> no, I'm quite far behind. <laughs> How do you not know the right title, man? Come on. It's my favorite show. Yeah. I know. It's what all the kids at our preschool is talking about. <laughs> Can't, what can I say? Even though it's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so Bad Bad Season 3, it's going to be the last season ever. If there's anything that I'm hoping for out of this, um, and this, again, this is speculated to come out next year, but uh, most likely will. Um, I'm really hoping that they just tie up any loose ends that they may have dug themselves a hole with Star Wars Rebels. Like we know that Gregor and Wolf survived the, uh, the Order 66. I'm hoping that they bring them together with Captain Rex in that season. Makes sense of the whole scenario as to why wolf doesn't have the chip in his head anymore mm. uh, stuff like that so as long as they patch up the loose ends with rebels i'm cool with it uh, i'm cool with this being the last season i'm curious to know what their plans are after with star wars animation yeah it's a good question i feel like one thing i've really struggled with the show though is i just rather rather have the final season of clone wars yeah i mean like uh, you know i've always thought like or like the gap i guess between where we left off with the quote final yeah season. see like a venue like tales of the jedi which you know moving on to that one season two also speculated to come out next year um, is a, such a great kind of vessel for being able to tell these stories that they never got to finish with Clone Wars. And, you know, I feel like this is Dave's kind of opportunity. It's like, hey, let's kind of slyly finish Clone Wars like for real. Like do all those episodes that we never got a chance to do. And just take myself feel bad. Let's quickly look up what year Clone Wars was canceled. <laughs> oh, I remember it well. <laughs> It was 20, uh, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, it was like either 10 late, years ago this year. late 2013 or 2014. Yeah, it was basically 10 years ago this year. Because I, on our show notes, it says Rebels 10 year anniversaries this year. It does. So next, so this is good. So that's for next year. He's skipping ahead a little bit. So for 2024, yeah. next year, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, so that I would think then that Clone Wars was canceled. I would say 11, but 10 minimum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, sweet. I think I, I do get, I, I do 
give the show a bit too much crap though. I think it looks great, but it's also proof that just because something looks great doesn't mean that the story is going to be great. Oh, Bad Batch. Um, and yeah, Bad Batch. I think there's a there's a couple good there's a couple of episodes in there. I remember one. <laughs> there's a good batch. Hair, like, <laughs> there's, there's there's one there's one good batch inside the batch of Bad Batch. But but actually now I come come to think of it, the Bad Batch is like the perfect like metaphor, I guess, analogy of like based off a Star Wars show off a couple characters inside the Star Wars show based yep. off those characters inside another Star Wars show. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah. I don't, it's just it's like, imagine trying to describe the Bad Batch to somebody that oh, doesn't know much about Star Wars, like this, what the characters are. That's a good point. It's like, I'm worried now we're going to get another spinoff of this show. And it's going to be about uh, Omega or something. So it's going to be a spinoff of a spinoff. <laughs> the Omega spin-off. Batch. Yeah, so, yeah. no. <laughs> Omega Squad. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Kirk can do the accent. Uh, Tales of the Jedi Season That's 2. That's it for today. <laughs> yeah. There's the performance. Tales of the Jedi Season 2. Um, what are we hoping out of this season? Because, I mean, you know, for Season 1, we had Dooku's origins pretty much turning into a Sith Lord. We also had sort of a anthology story of Ahsoka through multiple different chapters of her life. Uh, what would you guys like to see with Season 2? Sorry, which show? Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. Oh, because those are just like random story arcs. Yeah. Um, like, what are you hoping for out of this we one? We talked about this, and there's something really... We talked about Plagueis, because yeah. I know... We're, that, that one's not going to happen. Yeah, everyone on this podcast <laughs> is very gung-ho about I guess one, yeah. one back in there. Uh, Mary Jade, the other one we're never gonna. That's get. not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shooting all these down. <laughs> what do you want? No, it's not Hopes gonna happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just popping all those bubbles, Kirk. <laughs> all right, Kirk. How many bubbles you, can I pop? Do you want Star Wars? <laughs> do you want Star Wars and Tales of the Jedi? No, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, how many bubbles can I pop? That you, you know, like, let's hear your suggestions. How many can I just just shoot down? Let me, you know, let me yeah. destroy your dreams. <laughs> Uh, all right, let, let me think. I I want to see something new, and that is I want to see Ahsoka blending into a village and then revealing her powers at the end of the episode. There was a book about that. <laughs> wait, wait, isn't that we already saw that, didn't we? That's like that's that's like the sister arc in all the clone in the last season of the Clone Wars, and it's also a whole episode at the end of Tales of the Jedi. Oh, jeez, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it so many times. Like, the Tales of the Jedi is from the book. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I would like to see. Okay, realistically, like if I'm trying to think, you know, like if they can do something like the Dooku thing that we saw, which was friggin' awesome, you know, I'm, my hopes are high. So I'm going to say maybe like a, a a Darth Maul sort of tutelage sort of series, you know, like a three episodes of Darth Maul training under Palpatine. Now, that cool. would be sick. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm going to throw one out of left hey field man, here. Josh wants to see Darth Maul. <laughs> Omega, is that you? <laughs> Chopping up people, get all the lightsabers everywhere. It'd be really good. Omega, get back in the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Omega. Okay, let me see if you're expecting this. I want to see uh, Shmi get sold from Watto, and then I want to see her get taken by the Tuscans and her Anakin stepfather losing his legs. Dang, that's dark stuff. Like, <laughs> We've never seen it. You want to see the whole a whole story just about Shmi as a slave? Well, it's her being like free, essentially, right? Because he weds her. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. Like, she, like things are finally looking up Shmi, and then she gets taken by Tuscan Raiders. I don't, I don't know. Look at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shmi, Star Wars story. Shmi a Star Wars story. Like the whole episode is just like a business transaction. (laughs) Shmi myself and I. 
<laughs> you know what? It's like they, they, they do like a show like Suits and it's just like business cases after business cases like in Star Wars. Yeah, like Coruscant. You want to make a deal? <laughs> oh, no. I'll trade you 10 death sticks for that slave. <laughs> the name's Shmi. <laughs> Skywalker Shmi. You know what, Cardula? You've got a deal. <laughs> Gardula the Hut. Gardula the Hut. Yeah, <laughs> my mother and I were sold by Gardula the Hut. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh man, I repressed that. That trivia. Got to get that trivia in. <laughs> I'll know it for next time. Now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Moving on here. Uh, we got uh, the Acolyte, which is also supposed to come out next year. And this is the show that I mistakenly talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, so this is a show that is taking place at the very tail end of the High Republic, about uh, fifty to hundred years before the Phantom Menace, and uh, this is probably one of the most interesting sort of shows that I think they could possibly do because unless they completely botch it like this has a lot of potential you know I'm very scared for this show now I have to admit yeah I am excited and yeah it's gonna set a precedent for this whole era because I feel like the novels there's a lot of wiggle room like not a lot of people read the books if they uncanonized like can I Dave Filoni some stuff yeah am I coining that term Dave Filoni <laughs> just like write over the books differently like close enough they belognit it <laughs> no one's gonna get that no <laughs> <laughs> But but once the show is done, I feel like that's going to solidify this era a lot. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'd still prefer KOTOR era, I think. But we'll see what they're going to do. Yeah, guess we'll find out. Yeah, Kirk, what are you excited for about the Acolyte? What are you nervous Uh, about? I'm excited for the fact... Well, I guess both the same. I'm excited that we're finally going to see some stuff before the prequels, which I believe that's that's where it's set. Um, I think Star Wars moving forward should just do focus on more of that. I'm not really as keen seeing stuff after episode six and everything. Uh, But... I what am, about after the, I am worried nine. because I remember say, say it again. But what, after episode nine, we want to know what's gonna happen after that. There's another era. <coughs> yeah, not really. George Lucas's not, not really. 10, 11, 12. <laughs> No, no, man, I'm okay. Episode nine can be all set and done. I'm just going to look at uh, before the prequels. I just want, yeah, that's that's all I want to see. I, I just want to see stuff before the prequels. But to be honest, um, that the producer, I think, for this show, like, went on like a a bit of a, a rage fest about how like George Lucas doesn't know much about Star Wars, or he's like his his stuff is like the, not the only source material you should base things off. I'm taking that a bit out of context, I guess. But I think uh, I'm just a little bit worried about uh, how how the show has come to be and everything. But um, uh, yeah. I'm excited for where it's set, I guess. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see how it turns out. But uh, yeah, a lot, lots at stake. I mean, you know, this is going to really set a bit of a example, you know, with the fans as to, you know, how we respond to sort of any stories told prior to the Phantom Menace on screen. Because this is, other than Tales of the Jedi, going to be the first, you know, like on screen depiction of anything prior to Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, you know, getting aboard the Trade Federation ship and kicking some metal butt. You know, slicing doors and stuff. And we're getting closer to the era uh, with, like, lots of Sith and lots of Jedi. I feel like it's a step towards KOTOR, which people have wanted forever. Yeah, It'll be interesting to see a show come together where the Sith aren't the bad guy. and We don't know who will be because uh, I don't know if the Nile are still around at this point or what. I will have to wait and see. Um, You know, the Phase 3 of the High Republic era isn't supposed to completely wrap up until 2025 in spring. So, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see how they work around that if 
if this show is supposed to take place after all that story material. Uh, so yeah, but uh, lots of lots of stick for that. Andor season two was probably going to come out next year. Um, recently, a report came out saying it was delayed until 2025. Now, I believe what? this is confirmed information, seeing as uh, the writer strike sort of delayed everything by six months, which is too bad. Um, so yeah, sorry, Kirk. This is new information to me. Yeah, I'm upset. I'm a bit sad. You no, know, yeah, yeah. But Let's hear it from Omega. You know what? Omega, what'd you think? Hey man, this uh, this news makes me very unhappy. I'm uh, just gonna have to grab my hammer and go smash some eggs. <laughs> Korg Korg impression What does Korg say in uh, Thor Ragnarok? (laughs) I forget now But yeah, yeah Yeah, Taika Waititi It's like like, like, Hey man, I want to start a revolution Want to come? Oh man, man. want to come The hammer pulled you off (laughs) Come on, we're going to have a revolution You should come (laughs) The hammer pulled you off I started Uh, a revolution But I didn't print enough pamphlets So I'm my boyfriend's mum And her should come (laughs) Some good lines so good. Uh, next year, we celebrate the 10th anniversary for Star Wars Rebels and the 40th anniversary for Caravan of Courage, the first Ewok Adventures movie. I, I don't know about you, but I'm most excited for this. I really want to talk to the actor who plays Mace from Caravan of Courage. And I'm going to be honest, you know, call out to uh, shout out to you, uh, sir. Who, uh, I <laughs> do did. you know his name, Josh? Uh, you know what? I do. I do. It's Eric. It's Eric. Uh, okay. I forget his last name, though. Um, uh, I shot him an email. Eric Walker. Eric Walker, thank you. And I shot him an email earlier today and I said, hey, you know, if you want to come and chat Caravan of Courage and, you know, talk about Ewok Adventures. Because I believe he has a Kickstarter right now about writing a book. That was that was a decade ago. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't look at the date? Nope. It was like 2011. <laughs> oh, dang. Did a book come out? I, he made his goal. I don't got, know. He, he just got the email. He just got all the funding. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years. Actually, way more than 10 years. Uh, so, yeah, celebrating for 10th on Rebels, 40th for Caravan of Courage. And speaking of Star Wars Rebels, for those of you who have not seen Star Wars Rebels and might want to go through it after seeing Ahsoka and other surrounding shows, uh, Blake and I did do a rewatch podcast where we went through Star Wars Rebels in 20 podcast episodes, the entire series. You go through it with us, you know, read the descriptions in the podcast episodes and they're all numbered one through 20. And uh, it was a really great way for anyone listening to, you know, check out Star Wars Rebels for the first time. And you got an after show to watch for that. So you can find the playlist on YouTube and Spotify. And, you know, if you have any questions, just choose an email. But uh yeah, it's, it was fun. We had a good time with that. Yeah, a lot of fun. Do it again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I did mention this already. High Republic Phase 3 wraps up next year with uh, final elements coming out in 2025 spring. That'll send off the entire project. Uh, That's crazy to me. This is getting wrapped. I feel like it just started. It, yeah, you know, it, it feels like it wasn't that long ago. But, um, but I, yeah. When uh, did it start? <laughs> Uh, the last few years have gone by so fast. Beginning of COVID. <laughs> okay, so it's like four years ago now? Yeah, uh, three. Three, maybe. Uh, that's been a while. That's pretty <clears> quick, <throat> though, for a whole era. Feels like it. it feels like let's it. Let's say, like, the prequel books, those came out for like a decade. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was like the movies were kind of paced, you know, a couple years apart. Right. But now we're getting a show in that era and they're going to stop making books. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think that's why The Acolyte has so much on its shoulders because if it does well, they'll do more shows in that time period. If it does, if it tanks and does badly, you know, maybe they won't t- go back there. So that's why I'm kind of worried for it because it's going to set is the, a lot of weight. It's going to set the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only reason why 
why so many shows are coming out in the New Republic era is because the Mandalorian just did so well. That's the only reason, right? And uh, it's only because man, season one did so well that season two came out and then they brought in Ahsoka for that and people loved the live action Ahsoka so then she got her own show and then they just gave right. Boba Fett his own show. It and makes sense. He follows success. Yeah, he follows. Yeah, exactly. So if Acolyte does well, you know, we can expect more shows in this time period. If it tanks, forget it. I just want Solo episode two. <laughs> Solo 2. Kirk, you want Solo 2? Uh, I want Solo 3. <laughs> after that. Skip 2. No, honestly, I think uh, Alden, uh, Alden Enreich, is that his name? That, that, yep. that, played, Heinrich, uh, that played Han Solo. Yeah. I think he did it. Yeah, I think he did a fantastic job. I'd yeah. love to see him more as uh, as Han Solo. Yep. Um, although, uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought uh, it was actually a really good adventure adventure movie. Kind of reminded me of Indiana Jones, uh, I guess, as well. The yeah. Solo movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm enjoyed sure it. they took inspiration from that. Yeah. In fact, um, uh, I mean, a bit of a sad story, but uh, th- when I did go watch Solo, that was the only Star Wars um, launch, uh, what do you call it, like midnight screen that I well, went to, premiere? and there was like five people in the theater. Yeah, premiere, and there was like oh, five man. people in the theater, oh, and the other ones I went to, it was like it was like packed back right. in like March 2018, I remember that. It was like three months after The Last Jedi, uh, and uh, yeah, I was just like, have I come to like the wrong session or something? That's so but, strange. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, it was empty. I think people just had a bit of Star Wars fatigue. Star Wars doubt. Uh, right. Star Wars fans are not Marvel fans. With, uh, with the last Jedi. Yeah. That's what I find. It's like Star Wars fans are not comic book. Like they go to everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Like, like at least it seems that way to me. Well, I think it, I, I feel like there's probably a divide in the overall fan base where there's like the casual, which is probably 90%. Mm-hmm. Then there's a 10% that were like reading the books through the 90s and they'll mm-hmm. go to everything. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people that. But the problem is though, it's like, like no matter. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to say like the problem is though, is that any Star Wars fan over the years for like feature films they'd wait three years minimum for a new movie to come out and this was like three months yeah so obviously the people that watched the uh, the original trilogy waited 16 years and then three years for each of the prequels to come out and then obviously there was a lot of backlash from The Last Jedi and this movie came out three months afterwards so I just think that kind of tested how Star Wars fans uh, view the franchise I guess at the time yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. understand why didn't they just release it a year afterwards like why do they have to do March it's such a odd time to release a movie I and they even know. had that, to rush the last script and was it march and, or may and ron howard had to take over and i think it was march maybe it was may because um, i do recall at one point because uh, the star wars movies traditionally always came out in may right, or right before the summer solo a star wars story you're right but, may, t- may 25th yeah may 25th. so if i'm not mistaken i think what was trying to be done because when force awakens came out they had to push it from may to december and then the last jedi came out in december as well as a Christmas movie and then they just I think they were trying to move it back to me and that's how we ended up with this yeah. and then yeah. after actually the they worst moved thing, back December yeah. after that sorry go on no that's it <laughs> No, my, my, my audio is like delayed by three seconds. So I hear you stop talking. And it's like silence for three seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens when you're trying to have a conversation from two different points of the planet. Yeah, yeah and like everyone here is like hanging upside down. So like it's really hard just to like <laughs> blood into my head. You're going to strap time. everything down. Your laptop will float away. <laughs> exactly. I've got I've got super glue everywhere. Right, sorry, I cut you off there to go, go on. With <laughs> say what you're saying. And they cut it. Cut me off on my end. No, oh, yeah, I think we're I think we're all caught up. I think we're all on the same page here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
but oh, yeah. Well, well, okay. Well, what I'll, what I'll, what I'll say was uh, I, I the worst thing that came from this movie was recently when um, I can't remember who said it, but they said that uh, Solo was really bad and, and didn't work purely because they didn't use AI or facial replacement on Han Solo. And like, I was like, that is not the reason. Like, Alden did a really good performance. Yeah, he did so, a great job. He did a good job. I don't know. And I, I was very uh, skeptical. Who said that? I can't that was who said that. That was my most skeptical thing going in. And I thought he did a great job. We talked about this last podcast, I think, as well. We did. Whereas, he sold me after like two minutes. That was yeah, good. it took no time at all. Like, yeah. immediately believed it as a character. Yeah. As like a young Han Solo who hasn't come into the Harrison Ford character yet. Right, right. Um, this is uh, this is our, our capstone for the evening. The future of Star Wars. You know, there's a, we had a fun laugh about this before recording. But uh, people are making videos about how Star Wars is over. How how much Star Wars do we need? You know, like, like what? what like Kirk, maybe you can kick us off. Like, what are your what are your opinions on this? Uh, you know, you know some high profile YouTubers who have been making videos like this. <laughs> you know, I guess my opinion is is that the same people that are complaining that Star Wars is dead because there is no new Star Wars content coming out right now. Thus, there's no content for people to make. Are also complaining that we're getting too much Star Wars and we're rushing the content. So, what do you want? I I <laughs> I think that there's I think like you gotta have a, a bit of a bit of both. Uh, I think that it's good that we have like Ahsoka wrapped up and it was good in a lot of ways. It was not the best in a lot of ways too. Uh, we've got a good break until Outlaws comes out, which I think is the next big piece and, and Skeleton Crew. Um, I think the future of Star Wars now, there's going to be more stuff coming out, that's for sure, versus back in 1977 where we got like in between that and when uh, Empire Strikes Back came out, we just got a few, we got a Christmas special, obviously. We got a few like The, the greatest cups. thing like, for it. Star Wars fans to ever be blessed with, I might add. So it's... Exactly. It's it's an interesting topic, uh, and I'll I'll what I'm gonna I'm gonna just read a small paragraph of an article that our friend Dan sent sent me on Discord here. Uh, it's called "Against the Sith," and this article was published January third, nineteen eighty one. Okay, oh, okay. So it says, "Dear readers, it has been decided by the editors to cease publication of Against the Sith and the other fan publications. ATS number ten, Star Wars Journeys eleven, A Ray of Hope, and Crude Matter will not." be published. Enclosed with this announcement are all refunds. See below. Over the past months, it has become increasingly clear to us that we cannot continue publishing a fanzine for a movie in which we find so little to recommend. We still stand by everything we felt in our first letter to fandom in May, but would word it differently now. Since then, we thought we could fool ourselves, try hard to accept the film, and put out two more issues, eight and nine, but we realized we weren't having much fun. Not only has this film fractured individual fans' emotions, fandom is fractured. <laughs> and it continues on from there. Is this there. from Empire Strikes Back? Uh, like yeah. Uh, so, so, so they do talk about that. They say, uh, we know a lot of fans have accepted The Empire Strikes Back, but we wonder how much they really love it as they loved Star Wars. For us, The Empire Strikes Back uh, left out the most important ingredient, love from which flowed an innocent sense of fun. Uh, without this, the film is a is peeled is a peeled zero. <laughs> Uh, so th th there's more Nothing to it. Nothing has changed. That's exactly it. There, there, there's more to it. But but talking about all of this, all of these opinions, you know, that people have on like, oh, Star Wars is dead now. You know, like what's there to talk about? Or other people on the other side of the spectrum going like there's too much Star Wars. Like going into 2023, going into 2024. Almost, almost three. That's yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. Going into 2024. I mean, like we're looking at every month. There is numerous comic books, numerous 
numerous republishing of old books, new books, uh, new books being published once every, uh, at least every two or three months. Uh, you know, we got the whole High Republic initiative going on, which provides a lot of content through that avenue. You know, we've got the Disney Plus shows coming out, uh, a number of them listed next year, as well as a video game called Star Wars Outlaws. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, but some people are overwhelmed, whereas other people are like, oh, Star Wars is dead. And, you know, they have their own reasons as to why. But this this article just kind of, you know, it's, it's like it's funny that there's always people who will have these opinions, right? There's always people that are going to be out there saying, oh, this is no longer interesting. This sucked. This is boring. I don't care about it anymore. Ruin the franchise. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, point being, it's like, hey, if you love Star Wars and you're excited about next year, you know, I'm with you on that. Like, I'm with you. I'm Like, we are living in the most exciting time, I think, of the Disney era of Star Wars. And I'll I'll, I'll give you I, my reasons why. I will why. say the hype before Seven <clears throat> was pretty huge. It was, but uh, that was sort of before Disney bought Star Wars. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, it was like, it was after Disney bought it, but before they released anything uh yeah but that was also before that was also when george was semi-involved still i would say the hype was pretty big between uh seven and eight as well yeah it was i guess yeah it was it was pretty big um but here, here's my reasons as to why okay for many years a lot of us fans have been petitioning and you know sort of throwing it out there online we want dave filoni stories you know we want dave filoni in charge we want this we want that dave filoni should run luke's film etc etc well now he's the chief creative officer you know and now people are complaining you know give me a break <laughs> You know, like, well, I, I don't is, get it. I don't get it. so frustrating because some of these people are like, when something good happens on the screen for Star Wars, they're like, let Dave cook. Give him <laughs> his utensils. Let him yeah. put him in the kitchen. Let him cook. And then, like, when something bad happens, like, for example, when, like, Kenobi, like, lifts his eyebrow, like, the wrong way, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, Disney. No. What is Disney doing? Yeah. Cast him into Disney, the fire. destroyed. So yeah, ridiculous, it's, uh, man. It's just so frustrating. So I like that Filoni is now whatever this role is. I mean, he's not the president. I personally think that he should oversee the story. I am going to take the unpopular opinion and say that I don't think he should be writing every right. piece of content in the future. Just because I find that, like, I think there are some more talented screenplay writers and things out there mm -hmm. that can work with him and work with the Lucasfilm story group with him at the head and develop some really great scripts, i.e. I fully agree. I think, uh, uh, Andor is a great example of that. Um, it and, also uh, sounds yeah, like you're I, describing I because, yeah. uh, George Lucas and his position for episodes uh, episodes uh, five and six. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. He uh, he he didn't write five and six. I mean, Lawrence Kasdan, I believe, wrote five uh, of memory. Yep. I can't remember. He yep. obviously would have had a lot of influence uh, for it. But those are arguably some of the best uh, uh, the best uh, Star Wars I mean, pieces. And I think not according uh, to this article should, ideas. <laughs> No, no, that one's just awful. Episode, uh, episode five is terrible. Ruin the franchise. So I think that, that's, never the, that's what it should go in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think um, as much as yeah, as much as people jump on the Kathleen Kennedy like you know screwed up Star Wars uh, train, uh, like whatever, like you can agree with that, and I, I I can see that in a lot of ways. Uh, but also like she's also done a lot of great producing, excluding Star Wars, like well before like the two thousands and stuff like that. So she's not like obviously bad at what she does. So I'm glad that hopefully. 
chill, at least step aside from making the creative decisions. And hopefully it's a lot of uh, Dave Filoni. But I also hope that Dave Filoni isn't necessarily putting pen to paper with his scripts in, in the future. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I think uh, Andor, like you say, has been evidence that this system can work with other storytellers in the Star Wars universe and, and succeed kind of beyond any expected measure. And even though that we really love Dave Filoni's stories and stuff, I mean, like he definitely has a certain tone and stuff that resonates with a certain genre within Star Wars, right? But then there's people like Tony Gilroy telling stories like Andor, which kick butt and, you know, getting people into Star Wars that might not yeah. normally be into Star Wars. And they still feel like authentic Star Wars stories, right? And, uh, you know, maybe someone like Star Wars Theory would disagree with that. But, you know, it's like, okay, well, clearly, you know, that's that's a minority opinion there, you know, thinking that Andor is yeah. a bad story because yeah, I was it was surprised by that. It was amazing. Yeah, I think similar to this article that we just read an excerpt from, like different people are interested in different things and they love Star Wars for different reasons. Yeah, and that's the benefit of having all these different storytellers. Because if you hated Andor, it's like, okay, well, fine. But, you know, then you must have probably liked Mando or Ahsoka or one of the more gonna be something. fantasy inspired yeah. genre shows, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I agree. Mean, and I think also, yeah, I also think now like two things. Number one, like not every show needs to be written and, and shown like Andor. Like I would be pretty, I guess you could use the word that I don't like to use to describe Andor, but you could get bored that way. I think we, we need our stuff that is more similar to uh, the more action packed and less uh, politically driven shows. Mm -hmm. That's number one, like not, not just stuff about Andor. Number two, um, like Dave Filoni has been doing majority of his career writing narratives and, and stories for kids and, and for people of the younger audience. So, and he's amazing at that. I think he's really good at that. So I think that that's why I guess part of my reasoning why I don't think he should always be the one writing uh, some of the more other the other pieces that aren't directed towards uh, the younger audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I also think uh, it's great that he's in the position he is because he did learn at the foot of the master mm -hmm. working with George Lucas directly for so many years. And I would go as far as saying I don't think there's anyone else that understands Star Wars as well as George Lucas other than him mm. from like a fundamental perspective. He sold it. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, why it's good that he's there. And then he can advise with stories, say yes and no. But yeah, 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 for sure. Master uh, and apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we have two master got a big paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here, I got a, I got something uh, I got something from YouTube in in, in light of uh, Christmas coming around the corner. We're we're gonna start to wrap things up here, but I got one thing to play. Uh, so just we'll just take a quick lesson here. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not call on your Jedi. <laughs> the Empire is coming to town. We have a Death Star. We've tested it twice. Tracking down rebels and ending their lives. The Empire is coming to town. I have a very bad feeling about this. It's kind of gross. <laughs> you better watch out. You better not cry. All right, there we go. So that was a Spike TV Star Wars holiday commercial uh, that came out about 10 years ago or so now. So I thought that was kind of funny and worth playing. Uh, we're, we're wrapping it up for the year and, uh, you know, uh, we got one more episode. I think we plan to record before the end of the year and I don't know when this one's going to drop. I don't know when that one's going to drop. 
Uh, I do know that we have, at least from today, we have uh, our. We've already announced that uh, you know we had Kyle from Al- Kyle and Alex from Alki Solutions back on. So that episode's coming out on December 11th, and uh, you know we're taking a bit of a break. I think towards the end of December for Christmas and New Year's and stuff. So. Uh, we do plan to release this episode we're recording right now, as well as a commentary, another commentary that is that we've worked because we've already done one of these, but we were doing it again with uh, a whole new group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Star Wars holiday special. That's right. We're, we're going to be we're going to make it an annual thing and subject new people to this torture every year. Yeah, Kirk, you in torture? <laughs> 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 it's like he's like that's my favorite star wars movie <laughs> right that ranks number one yeah. <laughs> chewie's gotta get home in time for life day <laughs> i gotta know what's gonna happen people think that luke looked bad at the end of season two of the mandalorian i think he looked incredible in this movie <laughs> <laughs> he looks so fit and young <laughs> that's right Oh man, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be having some fun with that, having some laughs, drinking some eggnog. We're gonna set up all our our gear in front of the uh, the screen. Kirk, if you're up for it, you can watch from your end all the way on the other side of the planet there and sync up. We'll pit, play at the same time, and uh, you, you know, can have your commentary thirty seconds late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'll just have to flip the screen 180 degrees. So well, I'll tell you. Sure what we'll, do is we'll have you start it 30 seconds early. <laughs> So it'll hopefully line up. Or you can watch through our webcam so the video feeds even more delayed. A minute late. Yeah, like a minute late. Like You know what? All the pixelation might actually help the movie. <laughs> wow, this looks so good. <laughs> what is this? 240p? <laughs> so good. So we're gonna be having some fun with that, but um yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll uh we'll see you both uh, uh the next in the next one, um hopefully and uh um yeah, that's uh, that's it. We'll catch you later, Kirk. See ya. See you, buddy. We'll see you out there. Keep flying. All right, and thank you so much to our audience for tuning in. Don't forget to check out all those links in the description below for Orbit Key, for Alki Solutions, for uh, our own contact information, for all that stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, send us an email as to what you're looking forward to most in 2024. May the force be with you guys. Merry Christmas, and we will see you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod.